Greetings to all of you and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host. This podcast is the digital arm of Grace Life Coaching. It's a joy to be with you today. Thank you for the investment of your time and your energy and your work. I really appreciate uh, you bringing me along in your journey, wherever your journey is, whether you are doing something else, working out, taking a walk, driving in the car, whether you're just sitting and listening, whatever it is, thank you for including me in that. Thank you for including me in your time. Time is so precious. It is our most precious commodity. And I hope and I desire not to waste your time with this, but to enhance your life as you are moving through it. So thank you for being part of this. Thank you for including me as part of your journey. If this podcast is beneficial to you, if you really feel that it is helping you and you want it to help others, I would encourage you to share it out there. Get it out there so that others can hear it. Uh, if you're connecting with us through social media, through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, then please share it out there for others through the social media platforms so that they get it. Tag me in it. I'd love to know where you are. I'd love to see where you're connecting at through this, but definitely use uh, the social media. That's how we grow. That's how we get this work out there. I keep saying, you know, this is not proprietary information. This is information that is helpful, uh, but it's not copyright. It's not um, owned. It is general. A lot of it's general love information, general commitment and relationship information. So get it out there so that others can experience it so that others can be better. You know, we're, we're all on this journey to be better. That's what life is about. So we're good, but we need, but, but we can always be better. I mean, there's always areas that we can grow and be better in our life. And if we think that there aren't, then we really need to take a deep dive examination of our life. So share it out there so that others can hear it. Because when, when I'm better, you're better. When you're better, we're better. That's how it grows. That's how life changes. Uh, that's how we that's how we become a stronger society, a stronger group is when we're better, when we're smarter, when we're more intellectually and emotionally intelligent. That's how things grow and that's how things expand. Uh, and if you're listening to this on one of the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, please uh, follow us. Give us a rating and review. Every positive rating and review those platforms receive, then we receive, then those platforms see that, that this is vital stuff and they start to share it with others. So, so that's the way to get our work out there. Get our work out there by, again, grassroots. It's on you. If it works, if you're liking it, if you feel good about it, then get it out there so that others can feel good about it too, so that they can experience it. And if you'd like to reach out to me, if you'd like to do some coaching or some one-on-one -on -one work or have any comments, gracelifecoaching.com is the website. And that's definitely the place to get a hold of me. That's definitely the place to go. As well as, you know, I'm going to start doing a little YouTube work here, I think. I've got, uh, you know, the YouTube channel for Grace Life Coaching connected to the website. And I think I'm I'm going to start using that uh, in a little bit different way than what I'm doing with the podcast uh, to try to, again, lift up the work even more. So, so get it out there. Get it out there. Share it out there. Love for you to, uh, to be part of this. It'd be really great uh, for you to step it out there. So, all right. So, uh, again, so share it out there. If you want to contact me, gracelifecoaching.com is the website. All right. So, you know, I... Every point in generation, and every generation at some point had to confront their narrative, had to confront their information, and had to confront their lies, their untruths. Okay, every generation, I think going back to uh, the late 1800s and even before that, but, um, and, and really, uh, maybe let's go, we can go back even further. We can go back to the time of the Reformation with Gutenberg's printing press. 
uh, and and that was a form of information sharing that you know that um, that that changed the face of the world because all of a sudden new narratives were able to spread at a great period of time. Uh, and then we saw the printed word and the printed word started to grow, which means that stories and and rumors and myths started to become solidified. Uh, but then when we get into the 1800s with the with the the invention of the, the telephone and the radio, you know, so the generation that grew up listening to the radio saw the radio as this bringer of truth. And it was. You know, you listen to a baseball game, you listen to the news. But then when radio became entertainment, that's when things changed. Because now um, the, the narrative was not just this is a bringer of truth, but this is a bringer of truth and entertainment. And we, we remember the stories about the War of the Worlds. Okay. When that was read on the air, people were listening, believing that this box was the bringer of truth. And it wasn't. And so all of a the sudden, they had to start questioning their narrative. And when they started doing that, uh, then, then they started questioning the other pieces of truth. You know, were they really listening to a baseball game or were they just listening to someone announcing what sounded like a baseball game? Okay. Again, remember, this is a time frame when they didn't have the video to go along with it. Okay. So, so the radio culture grows up and then their, their bringer of truth is brought into question. And the same thing with the, with the television culture, the next generation, the television comes along and that was the place of truth. You want the television to watch the news, you want television to, to, to see the weather, what have you, that was the bringer of truth. And then shows started coming out and entertainment came in and that truth then becomes more liminal. It becomes more questioned because is this really the truth or is this just something else like, you know, whatever sitcom or anything else that's out there to be watched? So the television generation had to deal with that question of truth. The internet generation had to deal with that question of truth. The internet generation had to, and continues to do that. We continue to deal with questioning our truth, questioning the, the truthfulness of the narrative. There's a lot of people out there, including me. I mean, I'm, I'm not throwing stones at anybody here, folks, because you're listening to me and I want you to question truth. I want you to question whether what I'm saying is accurate and helpful or not. But um, there's a lot of narrative out there. And again, when the Internet started, it was the bringer of truth. But then yeah, now there's entertainment. And, and then there's the question, is the Internet the bringer of truth? Is the Internet just the bringer of truth? Well, no, we know that it's not. We know that we have to question the narrative because if we don't question the narrative, then we could get dropped into truth that isn't truth. We get dropped into story that isn't truth. Okay. So, so this is, this is all kind of the background to what I'll talk about because look, my friends, we all have a narrative that we have to question. Okay. That narrative that I'm talking about is our self-dialogue, the words that run through our head all the time. We have dialogue. We have words that run through our head all the time. There's a constant narrative that runs through our head constantly. And I'm here to tell you that narrative, for the most part, is probably wrong and lying to you. <laughs> that your self-narrative is probably wrong and lying to you or very, very much misinformed. Okay. So, so I, I, I give you an example of, of what, I mean, I have, a, I have a self-narrative. You have a self-narrative. Okay. So I was out shopping recently 
and I was packing the car. I have a little car and um, I had a lot of stuff. And so I was kind of like wedging these things into my little car with a lot of stuff. And it was raining, okay? It was raining and it wasn't cold. I'm going to say it was real cold and blustery and raining and I was at the top of the lighthouse and the light was out, you know. No, I'm not going to go down that road. I don't need to. But it was raining. I'm trying to pack the car and it wasn't functioning. Things weren't going well, okay? Um, And I was, you know, a little impatient with getting wet and a little impatient. And so my self-narrative immediately went to this dialogue, this inner dialogue of, of attack, of assault. I mean, I was saying things to myself that I would never allow anybody else to say to me. And they were untrue. They were untrue. I was taking a moment and I was turning it into something far bigger because that's what my narrative does. And you know what? That's what all our narratives do at some point in time or another. All of our narratives at some point in time or another will take a failure, a disappointment, or a mistake and turn it into a catastrophe. All of our narratives at some point will take a a hurt and turn it into a death. Okay? We'll take a moment and turn it into a lifetime. You never get it right. You never see what's going on. You see, those are the words that we hear, those absolutes, those, those infinitives. You never see what's happening. You never say the right word. You never pay attention to me. You never fill in the blank. Or you always drop the ball. Or you always buy the wrong thing. Or you always fill in the blank. Okay? That's all part of our narrative. But that's a lie. It is. That's a lie. That part of our narrative is a lie. Maybe I do it often, but I don't always. Maybe I do, do it, don't do it enough, but it's never. Okay, but here's the thing. And and the point I want to make about this is that our narrative, even if we, you know, the voice inside of our head isn't always telling us the truth. The voice inside of our head oftentimes is telling us a lie. And why is it telling us a lie? So let's dig into that before we start to figure out how to confront it. Why is the voice in our head lying to us? Well, let's think about the way the brain works and let's think about the way the body works. The brain's ultimate desire is to conserve energy. When we change things, that takes energy. So if the brain's desire is to conserve energy and we change things and it doesn't work out, what's happening, the brain is expending more energy. It's expending more energy than it wants to. And the brain doesn't want to do this. The brain doesn't want to expend this energy and the brain doesn't want to do this again. So what the brain is going to do is the brain is going to assault the action to try to convince the actor that the action shouldn't be done in order to conserve energy in order to conserve that precious energy that the brain has, okay? So the brain wanting to conserve energy will, in fact, attack action in order to get the actor not to do it. Well, if I, if, if I never um, buy the right thing, well, then I'm not going to go buy anything, right? I mean, if the narrative in my head says you never do it right, then why should I try? And the brain's like, woohoo, we can sit on the couch and do nothing because that's what I want to do. When we stretch out, when we do things outside the norm or outside of our pattern behavior, when we do things that require us to think and act differently, it requires energy from our brain. And our brain doesn't want to spend that energy. Our brain doesn't want to spend that that that. So because our brain doesn't want to spend that energy, our brain is going to do everything it can to keep us from doing that or doing it again. Okay. 
That's how our brain works. Our brain wants to conserve energy. So why would our brain tell us this false narrative to keep us in line so the brain doesn't have to spend energy? And part of expending energy is living into, is breaking the patterns of the past. Look, if someone always tells us you never get it right or you always do it wrong, then those patterns are ingrained into us. And when we try to believe differently, when we try to new, try to write a new narrative, it takes energy and our brain doesn't want to do that. So we just fall into those old belief structures. We fall into those old narratives. And look, I, I'm not saying that, that, that people who raise us don't love us, but you know, like the television or the radio or the internet, they have their own growing edges. They have their own moments and their own limits. And so we need to make sure that when those narratives are being said, that we're, we need to make sure we understand where they come from. Where do those narratives come from? Why does our narrative speak the way it does? Well, because our brain wants to keep us from doing these crazy things like buying something new and our narrative growing up or our, our former system, maybe we were in a relationship or maybe we were in a circumstance that always reinforced that we could never do it right. The brain's like, see, they're telling you, see, that's, they're right. They're right. They're right. Uh, so, so that's the truth. The truth is this. The truth is, is inhibiting. Um, so there you go. So that's why these narratives work the way they do. They work because it keeps us from expending more energy, trying new things, and it reinforces the things that people have already told us. It reinforces the belief and the behavior, the belief and the behaviors that others have ingrained into us, whether they intended to or not, it doesn't matter. This is not a judgment thing. This is a statement thing. Okay. So that's why the narrative is there. And there are other reasons as well, but those are pretty predominant. So let's talk about how we can overcome it. Well, we overcome it by confronting it. That's how we overcome it. So again, I'll go back to that. I'll go back to that, um, that moment where I was standing in the rain, uh, packing the car full of groceries. Okay. Now I had those thoughts. And then actually what I was able to do is I was able to stop and say, you know what? Be quiet. Actually, that's not what I said, but it is a, uh, it is a, I wanted this to be a family oriented podcast. So <laughs> be quiet. That's not true. That's, that's the key right there to confront your narrative and say, that's not true. That's not true. And your narrative could come back and say, yes, it is. And you go, okay. So then show me, you've got the memory. Show me, show me all the times where I've done this. Show me every time that I've done this and that every time I've done it wrong. That's how we begin to confront this narrative by saying, no, it's not true. Yes, I have made mistakes. Yes, I have gotten it wrong, but I haven't always gotten it wrong. Yes, there have been times where I missed that, but it's not always that I've missed it. There are times where I didn't get it right, but it's not never. Okay, so we confront our narrative. So the first thing we do is we have to confront our narrative. We have to say, no, that is not true. And when our narrative comes back and says, yes, it is, then show me. Show me in my memory where it's true. Show me where it's true. Because we know it's not. Yeah, we're human and we're fallible, but we don't always get it wrong. So the first thing we want to do is we want to confront our narrative and say, that is not true. Because once we acknowledge that this isn't true, 
then it doesn't allow us to go into a thought spiral. It doesn't allow us to go swirling down into that. I always do this. I never get it right. You know, and within 30 seconds, you can go from not being able to put the the, pa- the toilet paper into the car right to you have no worth in existence. OK, that's how our brains can go. OK, so 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 when we confront the narrative and say, no, that's not true. But then also uh, after that, after we confront that narrative, we stand our ground and sometimes it, it takes a moment. You know, sometimes we will have to kind of like stick our chest out and put some steel in our spine and, and, and confront our narrative. Then we want to step back and say, okay, what's really going on here? This isn't about the toilet paper. This isn't about the rain. What else is going on here? What is behind it? What is beneath it? What is around it? Where am I? It's a really important moment to stop and step back and say, why? Where am I that I'm saying these things about myself? Where am I? What's going on around me? It's really a good moment of self-evaluation. And, and really, quite frankly, I mean, unless you're, I mean, unless you're a doctor who's like in the middle of heart surgery or a pilot who's getting ready to land a plane, you probably have a moment where you can take a breath, close your eyes and, and really kind of examine things a little bit. I mean, even if you're standing in a parking lot, you know, just don't stand in the middle of the road. And if it's raining on, you got to climb in the car, step under a shelter. But, but you know, because oftentimes what will happen, it's kind of like disciplining a dog that poops on the floor. You know, if you don't do it right away, dogs going to forget. Well, you know, if you go back later, maybe you'll remember that. But, yeah, it's fine. I'll just do better next time. No, because next time it just happens again and again and again. So, so first thing we do is we confront the truth of our narrative. And it's like, no, that's not true. I'm not you know, always getting it wrong. I'm not never getting it right. I may not always get it right, but I don't never get it right. I may not, you know, so, so confronting that narrative and then taking the step back and saying, okay, what's going on inside of me? Where, what's going on here that I would allow this narrative to rise up, that I would allow these words to come out of my mouth about myself. I never tolerate that from anybody else, even if they're having the worst day in the world. You know, I've said before, you know, you're allowed to have a hard day. You're allowed to grieve. You're allowed to hurt. You're allowed to be angry. But having a bad day does not give you permission to hurt someone else ever. Well, the same is true for yourself. Having a bad day does not give you permission to hurt yourself. It does not give you permission to tell lies about yourself, to slander yourself, to attack yourself. Okay. And if you did it wrong, then dwell in that, but not in the whole. Right. So again, we don't always do it right. If you did it wrong, then dwell in the wrong and that's okay. But don't dwell in the whole. Don't say that the whole thing is wrong, that I'm wrong, that I'm terrible because that's not true. That's not true. That is just not true. And you can say that to your narrative. What you're saying is not true. That is not true. So stop, stop, show yourself a little bit of self-compassion confront the narrative for what it is, for what it's saying, but then also take that moment to step back and say, okay, what's really bringing me here? What's really bringing me to this point? Because it's, it's, it's not the thing that I'm doing. There's something underneath it. There's something underlying it. What's really bringing me here? What do I need to confront, to face, to deal with? What's really bringing me here that needs to be addressed? Because it's not this. It's something else. It's something deeper. Give yourself the room and the love to look for it. 
All right, my friends, that's what I got for you for today. Uh, Again, if this is helpful for you, if you feel that this podcast is helpful, then please share it out there. Use the social media. uh, like, uh, Follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Give us a positive rating and review. That way others see that this is powerful and this is important that others are paying attention. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being part of this. And as always here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.